Bitcoin, or any other cryptocurrency. That's the sound of the money truck backing up to your front door, Hoss. Nobody's going to put money into a crazy scheme like that. Okay, here comes the catch. This has to cost a lot of money. Bitcoin, or any other cryptocurrency. Bye, bye, bye! Yes, the money is good. We don't have that much time left. Let's talk rocket ships. First, Bitcoin. Three, two, one. This is Crypto Karma with the sensei of cryptocurrency, Nick Green. Welcome to Crypto Karma. This is Nick Green and reminding you that when we are moving at the speed of crypto, you got to strike hard and strike fast. It is a crazy world out there right now. Bitcoin, Dogecoin, all the cryptocurrencies are actually making a lot of news in the mainstream, which is terrific. Uh, in the past, a lot of times, this is not all news is good news, but it actually depresses the market because banks and financial institutions are not necessarily friendly to Bitcoin. They are intimidated. So they're not going to be giving people great advice to go make money because this takes away from their bottom line, hence why Bitcoin was created to be decentralized. So there's a lot of manipulation going on from the larger corporations. Um, Elon Musk tweets alone are definitely moving the market, which is a little scary to think that a billionaire could actually influence the price of Dogecoin, influence the price of Bitcoin, even though the greater good for the people is the goal, but it's gonna be very interesting to see how this plays out with the SEC and of course with just the customer base. Uh, one person moving a coin is not necessarily a good thing, uh, you can't go up forever. And then a lot of people are going to be making financial decisions simply based on what Elon Musk is doing for himself. Well, he does these things for himself, for his company, and is not necessarily trying to make everybody a millionaire. Um, it's great that the price has gone up for Dogecoin and has definitely made a lot of millionaires. And there's still a lot more money to be had. I, I said it before, I'll say it again. One dollar is written. Dogecoin will hit a dollar. And I believe by next year, it'll be two or three bucks with SpaceX considered. Without SpaceX, it'll still break a dollar, but I don't see it having the same intrinsic value. However, there's developers working on it. Uh, there is literally a team of programmers that Elon has hired to make this a working currency, to have a higher hash rate. Perhaps they could burn Dogecoin to decrease the supply. There's a lot of things that they could do to provide intrinsic value and to actually make this the official coin of Mars or the moon. 20 years ago would have been a ridiculous statement, but as of now, it looks like that's something that's actually gonna happen. It's pretty strange when you step back and look at all of it, but at the end of the day, a lot of people got rich just simply holding on to a cryptocurrency that seemed attractive or fun for some reason, and continuing down the road of crypto, Elon has helped bring millions of people in the mainstream into the world of crypto. So the more money that flows into it, the better off everybody's gonna be. Speaking of money flowing in, quite a bit has flown out. About a trillion dollars left the crypto market just a week ago. So it, it, a lot of people get nervous and there's no need to worry or be afraid of these things. This is this is what we, we call choppy waters. It's, it's, it's expected. It's healthy. You can't just go up all the time. People are going to take profits. Bitcoin had a high of around 60 grand already this year. Okay, so people like to say it crashed. Uh, 40, 45% as it's hovering around 38,000 right now. And that's true. But if you consider a year ago, Bitcoin was less than $10,000. 
you're still up four times the initial investment from just a year ago, and perhaps even a little bit more. And if you took profits at 60, well, congratulations. And if you're holding, waiting for 100 grand, well, it's still coming. So it, this is just the time where there's a lot of, it's like a tug of war. It's a tug of war between the market makers, the whales who actually influence the price of certain coins or transactions with their multi-million dollar buys. There's um, the retail investors that are taking advantage of the profits. So everybody's really up a whole lot of money, especially with coins like Matic, um, Ethereum that have done great for us. So basically, we're still in the middle of the cycle for a bull run. We're not done. There's a lot of time left. There's going to be a tug of war and there's support and resistance to worry about. Bitcoin really has been pretty healthy above 30,000, but has not broken 42K in a couple of weeks. And that's a big benchmark. Psychologically and the order books, the heat, it all says that 42,000 is pretty much what we have to break to continue the next leg up in this bull run. That's gonna help alts, it's gonna help bring in more money back into the crypto market. And that's where we're gonna be able to take some really big profits on the next leg up. So right now it's like a, consolidation mode accumulation. And what that means is that people who have money on the sidelines who set stop losses or have extra cash, they're buying right now. The volume is there on a lot of the altcoins, VeChain, Matic, Sol, Chainlink. So they're healthy. They're being bought up at these low prices because we all know that in a matter of weeks or months that the numbers are gonna shoot right back up again. Two, three, 400% gains and returns on a lot of these coins. So getting there is just gonna include a lot of patience. And we gotta understand for Bitcoin to be healthy, that's how the alts are gonna be healthy. If Bitcoin drops below 30,000, well, there's gaps to fill a lot lower. It could go down to $24,000. It's possible that'll shake a lot of hands, that'll scare a lot of people. But if that does happen, watch who buys Bitcoin. If you see MicroStrategy, JP Morgan, Grayscale, um, Tesla, there's a lot of companies out there that have publicly acknowledged that they are buying Bitcoin. And if the price drops to that point and they're still buying, that should be a big confidence factor. Their dollar cost averaging their investments, so some of them bought above 30,000 or 40,000 for the first time. So they're gonna be doing themselves a favor because in the long run, it's gonna go up and we're all gonna benefit from that higher Bitcoin price over $100,000. So it's really important that you follow the money and do what the money does. It's really simple. They're gonna be buying these dips and they're gonna be building up. Not saying that this is gonna be a guaranteed uh, huge leg on a bull run, but everybody kind of agrees that we're definitely not done yet. And there's a lot of room yet to be made. How long would that last this year into next year? Not sure but it is gonna last. We are gonna see some fun and healthy money in there hopefully this summer, otherwise it'll be the fall. And the fact that we passed the tipping point and Bitcoin and crypto is not going backwards, we're simply gonna see a lot more of this uh, bull run with a lot of benefits to some of these coins over the next few months. So don't be afraid. Don't worry about this crash. Take advantage to buy the dips, but set your goals and your profits to be a little bit longer, not just a, a short term, uh, let's get rich quick type of thing unless you're day trading or scalping, which is very risky. So I don't suggest that. So that's Bitcoin in a hot minute right now. And with Crypto Karma in the news, Bitcoin 2021. That is the largest North American Bitcoin convention where people that are very like-minded like us 
in the cryptocurrency space, blockchain companies, uh, telecom, finances, you name it, they all get together to show off who they are, network and meet other like-minded people. A lot of deals are done here and it's actually a really conducive, respectable um, convention to say the least. They used to be in LA, but for obvious reasons with all the silly rules and craziness going on in California, they decided to move it to the land of the free. So here they are in Florida and Miami putting together the largest Bitcoin event in history. So, on top of all the networking and shows and a couple other good surprises, there's going to be some speakers there. Ron Paul, Senator Cynthia Loomis, Jack Dorsey of Twitter, Michael Saylor, big Bitcoin advocate, we talk about him a lot, skateboarder Tony Hawk, and Nick Sabazo. Another one is there's a rumor that Floyd Mayweather will be speaking at the Bitcoin convention because it just so happens he'll be having a boxing match right there the same weekend in Miami. That's going to be one heck of a match. I'm not going to say who's going to win. You've got uh, Jake Paul's about two feet taller than Mayweather, it looks. But uh, they're both in a Bitcoin. They're both in a cryptocurrency. And he's always been a big fan and supporter. So it's going to be really, really cool party. Uh, if you're able to get there, go. If not, they do have these every single year. So I believe last year's might have been canceled, if I remember correctly. So this is really exciting to see them come out hard and do something really good. So check out your crypto news after the week of June 3rd through the 5th, and let's see what happened in the Miami Bitcoin 2021 convention. And Crypto Karma, more news in the news. Google is now going to accept cryptocurrency exchange and wallet advertisements starting this August. Well, why is that a big deal? Because in the past, they would ban anything cryptocurrency related. They would not give an explanation. I mean, these are financial markets. They're just traded on a global scale and 24-7. But Fidelity and E-Trade and everybody else is allowed to advertise on Google. And up until now you cannot advertise for cryptocurrency. I think the good thing is they're trying to prevent some scammy people and scam artists out there that could con you into believing an advertisement is real. But if they vet these ads, if they're relative to the exchanges like eToro and Binance and Coinbase, and even blockchain companies that are hiring people, looking for talent, there's a lot of advantages. But this is a big deal because we all know that Google pretty much controls everything. So for them to accept this, it's a big step of adoption, mass adoption, and mass appeal for cryptocurrency. So basically, Google will begin accepting advertisements of cryptocurrency, crypto exchanges, and digital wallets targeting U.S. customers on its platform beginning August 3rd. The tech giant said it will update its financial products and services policy in August to clarify the scope and requirements to allow the advertisement of cryptocurrency-related businesses and services, according to Fox Business. A cryptocurrency wallet is an app that allows users to store and retrieve their digital assets from crypto exchanges such as Coinbase. And when stored in the wallet, a user can then use those holdings to make transactions. So these are the things that we talk about. If it's not your keys, it's not your cheese. You move your coins off an exchange to not have any trouble with that exchange because they're not as regulated as they should be other than possibly Coinbase or Gemini. There's a couple good ones, a couple bad ones, and they all have their problems despite the billions of dollars they make. But nonetheless, Coinbase recently announced that select customers will be able to begin using a Coinbase credit card. It's a Visa debit card that allows 4% cash back, but in crypto rewards. So instead of getting cash back, you would get 4%, say Litecoin or Ethereum on your everyday purchases. And then it's transferred immediately to your digital wallet. 
Other digital wallets like Apple Pay and Google Pay are starting that this week. So PayPal said last week that it was developing a withdrawal function to allow its users to move their cryptos into digital wallets. So understand that's a big deal too. So PayPal, which would let you purchase Bitcoin or use it to tip, whatever the case, you could not transfer it to your own private wallet, say Ledger, for example, or Elipal. So in order to do that, you really just have to be on certain exchanges. Robinhood doesn't let you move around your cryptocurrency, which means it's not your cryptocurrency. It's almost not real. You're just basically reserving a price and scaling in and out of a cryptocurrency that you don't own and you cannot move. So all the while it is stuck on Robinhood or another app, and you really just don't own it. All you could do is sell it, make a profit, they'll report that to the IRS, you pay taxes, and rinse and repeat, life goes on. So now that they're giving you the flexibility to do this, they're legitimizing the use cases of cryptocurrency that we've been talking about for the past 12 years. They're going to allow it for payments, allow it to be transferred from one person to another. It's gonna be a part of the new tipping system that is coming on Twitter. And it's really legitimizing all the uses for not just intrinsic value, but also the financial value of cryptocurrencies between peer-to-peer networks. Very, very exciting stuff. And seeing Google and others um, open up to these types of things is really exciting. It means nothing but up in the way of the future and that crypto is here to stay. And also in the news of cryptocurrency, because it is 24 seven all the way around the world, A little bit of news coming out of Mother Russia. Yes, Russia. Okay, so I always believe it's important to know the whys and hows, not just what's happening in the world. Everything somehow will affect you. And if you're in the world of cryptocurrency, the news and politics, the lack of, all of that is tied together and is going to influence the prices, how much money we make, and how it's integrated in our lives. Blockchain technology, remember, is going to become an everyday thing. Mark my words. It is already on its way there in a digital dollar and cryptocurrency. Well, we cannot avoid that. Things are going to just keep moving forward in that direction. Now, I got two headlines here about Russia, which I think is really interesting that you have to tie together to understand there's more going on. First off, headline number one, Russia's top digital bank wants to offer cryptocurrency, but tough central bank policy stands in its way. And then another headline, Russia to ditch the U.S. dollar from $185 billion in reserve fund. The move is the latest part of Moscow's de-dollarization drive amid sanctions pressure, and that is a big deal. So let me explain what they're doing to get off of and devalue the U.S. dollar, and then let's look at what Russia is going to be doing with cryptocurrency. Because remember, cryptocurrency is decentralized. And they do not want a a central bank. Countries want more financial independence and not to be dependent on oil or the dollar. So kind of a big deal to see this actually play out right in front of us, just like when China pretends to ban Bitcoin for the third time, and then they go ahead and buy it themselves, and then they'll re-release it. I like to say rinse and repeat. So here we are. Russia's sovereign wealth fund has ditched its holdings in dollars, dramatically increase its holdings of Chinese yuan, and invest in gold for the first time ever. Russia's finance ministry just stated this Thursday. 
Finance Minister Anton Sugunov told the St. Petersburg International Economic Forum that Russia's $186 billion national welfare fund would completely divest its $41 billion worth of holdings in dollars within a month. That means they are liquidating and getting rid of $41 billion that they have in reserves of U.S. dollar within 30 days. They're done. So this is the Moscow Times. And... I quote, today we have about 35% of NWF investments in dollars. We've decided to get out of the dollar assets completely, replacing investments in dollars with an increase in euros and gold. I don't know that gold is going to stand the test of time, nor do we know what's happening with euros, but we already know now cryptocurrency is going to play a bigger role in this. The share of euros in the fund will be increased to 40%, and lo and behold, the Chinese yuan will account for 30% of Russia's holdings, making China's dollar even stronger while devaluing the U.S. dollar. And another 20% of these reserves will be in gold. Assuming it's safe, assuming there's going to be some value to it in the future, and there'll be something, but they did still leave out cryptocurrency. And with the Moscow Times, they say the move will affect the liquid part of the NWF, which currently stands at around $120 billion. That's incredible. So this is exactly the plan of what Russia is trying to do. And you understand a little bit better about them leaving the U.S. dollar because of all the sanctions that the U.S. has placed on it and the lack of friendly communication recently. Well, they're going to find a way to fight back. So this is just the first step giving power and value to China, the euro, hoarding some gold, and ditching the U.S. dollar, helping to devalue our already hyperinflated American dollar. Now on to the crypto side. Now that you know exactly what Russia's goal is, and part of it is to cripple the United States dollar, well, check out what else they're going to be doing. Key points here, the CEO of Russian's online bank, Tinkoff, said qualified investors want to invest in cryptocurrency, but his company is not yet able to offer those services. Russia gave cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin legal status in 2020, but banned digital assets from being used in payments. So interesting, what they did is acknowledged the legality and the value of Bitcoin. I'm sure on a institutional level, then they are able to purchase it. But what they're not letting people do yet is use it for peer-to-peer. Well, they really can't stop that, but I should say they're not letting companies out there accept cryptocurrency as a payment. That's gonna validate it quite a bit and then of course devalue uh, Russia's dollar. So interesting to see how they handle this. Uh, on top of it, the Russian central bank governor, Elvira, yeah, that's her name, Elvira Nubilina, I chopped it up, who cares, recently said the central bank digital currencies are the future for our financial system. So on one hand, you have Russia tr- uh, investing in other countries, devaluing the dollar, getting out of there. And now they talk about the future of the financial system in cryptocurrencies. And remember, cryptocurrency is not uh, centralized. So this gives them a lot of room to have a lot of financial independence. Tinkoff, which is the biggest online bank in Russia, wants to offer cryptocurrency trading to its clients, but says this will take some time due to a tough stance from the country's central bank. So central banks seem to get in the way of everything. They don't like Bitcoin any more than, well, taxis like Uber. They just don't get along. But at the end of the day, we all know who's going to win this fight. The Tinkoff CEO said Thursday that qualified investors who know what they're doing will be able to invest in crypto. I'm not even sure exactly what that means. But I think everybody is kind of saying they're going to uh, give it a chance and slowly unroll it 
for traders and for people in the retail space like you and me, and not to mention down the road, that's going to lead to using it as payments and it being accepted in many, many places. This is just the beginning of Russia's transformation. There's a lot of other countries doing this too. Bulgaria, Saudi Arabia, Kuwait. Um, the, the, this isn't going away. And it's a very interesting concept of how they're adopting the digital dollar or making their own. China's making their own. And the International Monetary Fund has already been in development with staff from Ripple, Brad Garlinghouse, uh, the CTO, and at Caleb. Quite a few people at Ripple have been working with the International Monetary Fund to digitize the dollar and how they lend money to third world countries. It's easier to track. Believe it or not, it is not used for money laundering, but you could actually see where the money goes and what is done with it. That'll keep it out of the hands of the drug lords and, and uh, the war criminals, all the bad elements, by actually converting to a cryptocurrency that could be tracked and accounted for on a day-to-day -day basis. So the world is ever-changing right in front of us. Big moves in Russia big moves in China and the United States, well, we got to keep an eye on the taxes and see exactly what is going to be coming down the pipe. Because everything so far in the world of taxes and crypto and development and regulation has been a little bit wishy-washy. We haven't had a whole lot of concrete ideas, or I should say we have, and they are ever-changing. So stay up on the news and definitely be aware of what's happening right here in our own country. But at the same time, it's good to know how the world is reacting to the cryptocurrencies. Look at Ripple still holding over a dollar. And yet in the United States, technically, unless you have a VPN or, or on a different exchange, you really are not allowed to buy Ripple yet, um, just simply because of the lawsuit with the SEC, which is not going well for the SEC. I think it's only a matter of time until the exchanges open their doors and allow Ripple to be traded again. But it's still holding some great values just thanks to overseas trading. Remember when the SEC lawsuit was announced, they dropped all the way down to under 20 cents, about 17, 18 cents. Now XRP is over a dollar. That's five times what it was during that time. So the news can work for you or against you, but you have to understand the difference of FUD versus real news. FUD is fear, uncertainty, and doubt, and that drives the crypto markets because it's all psychology. It's a big thing to really understand what goes on in the minds of people and how that affects well, how much money we can make and what's going to happen with the future of blockchain and cryptocurrency. It's a big world out there, and it sure is a lot of fun learning about it and how well it's accepted that cryptocurrency and blockchain is going to be our future. And with Crypto Karma, we have a hot topic, which is something we're going to be revisiting in the future. It's the DeFi market. Even when crypto's down, we see a lot of red, somehow DeFi, such as Aave, keeps going and keeps popping. So let's kind of cover a little bit about what DeFi is and just do a basic breakdown of DeFi, meaning decentralized finance. And it is helping to fuel the crypto market boom amongst the recent volatility. And here's why. Decentralized finance differs from traditional banks because there's no centralized system. Some people that's risky and to me it actually makes it less riskier. So Dogecoin and NFTs have captured the public's imagination to say the least. But money is also flooding into another hot and risky corner of the cryptocurrency market, DeFi. And we use that word risky very lightly. Remember, this is not financial advice. Short for decentralized finance, DeFi is an umbrella term for financial services offered on public 
blockchains. So like a traditional bank, DeFi applications allow users to borrow, lend, earn interest, and trade assets and derivatives, among other things. The collection of services is often used by people seeking to borrow money against their crypto holdings to place larger bets, basically. There are two key differences from mainstream banks. All services are for digital currencies instead of fiat, dirty, dirty fiat. And as such, the dollar and the euro, there is no intermediary or centralized system through which transactions are processed. So this means we are depending on the public blockchain solely. It's essentially banking for the blockchain space. Users typically access DeFi platforms through software known as dApps or decentralized applications, most of which run on the Ethereum network. And that's why Ethereum will always hold value and is still going to be worth over $10,000 one day. They connect their digital wallet to the app and select a service from a drop-down menu. Functions handled at a traditional bank by, say, a loan officer or teller are now automated, basically done by a bot or AI. It's essentially banking for the blockchain space. According to Antonio Trenchev of co-owner and founder of Nexo Capital, which is one of the largest firms in the DeFi industry. And these companies have been around for a couple years. And I really like what makes them different. Because DeFi, however, has been a double-edged sword for the crypto market lately. It's helped to fuel a surge in volatility, which is good for traders. But then many traders have turned to derivatives and arbitrage strategies on DeFi apps for a chance to make bigger returns. It's a hot market. And using leverage trading, which is extremely risky, is really could pay off. At the same time, it could definitely liquidate everything you've got if you don't know what you're doing. So they could place outsized bets with only a small amount of money up front, effectively taken on leverage, which is the practice of borrowing money to amplify your returns. Assets deposited as collateral on DeFi platforms, a measure known as total value locked, have grown to more than $100 billion dollars. That means $100 billion of cryptocurrency being used as leverage on these DeFi networks is liquid and locked up. $64 billion of that is on Ethereum, according to the website DeFi Pulse, which is a great place for a DeFi resource. A year ago, there were only about $1 billion of DeFi assets on Ethereum. So think about that. Someone says we're in a bear market or things are going downhill or a crash, the DeFi network DeFi platforms right now, $100 billion, $100 billion. One year ago, it was $1 billion. And the fact that the majority of this is on Ethereum, that says a lot about Ethereum. And of course, the so-called Ethereum killers, such as scale, layer, layer, layer two options and scalability like Matic. So the amount of money known as the total locked value on the top five DeFi services on Ethereum are all over 1,000%. So that's huge. And those top ones are Matic, Polygon, Maker, Aave, Compound, and Uniswap. And most people know Uniswap for the fancy, colorful unicorn that we all know and love. So the implosion of leverage bets has been a key factor in accelerating a month-long sell-off in Bitcoin and the other cryptocurrencies. But as prices tumbled, many bullish bets were automatically liquidated. And that's what happened where people lost during a flash crash it could trigger your stops. This adds more downward pressure on prices and leads to a vicious cycle of further liquidations. And it's a never ending cycle. But you understand a little bit about how the DeFi network works and it's gonna continue to keep growing. 
It's huge, and it's a big part of cryptocurrency. Imagine having to borrow at lower interest rates, leveraging your cryptocurrency returns. There's a whole lot you could do. We're gonna dive more into this because DeFi is gonna be driving the market. It's hard to say if it's not right now already in some parts of the world, but we're gonna see it grow a whole lot more. That's it for Crypto Karma this week, brought to you by JWH Finance, the leader in residential mortgage lending. You could go to jwhfinance.com to learn more about us as the best residential mortgage lender in the country. The reason I say that is, of course, I'm very proud to be a part of it. And you can reach me directly through there, nick at jwhfinance.com. But not only that, we're one of the only mortgage lenders with five-star reviews. We're a direct lender, which means we're not a broker and we actually control the direction and the pace of your loan to Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac standards. We get your loan done quickly and efficiently. Our average refinance closes in two and a half weeks and our average purchase in just 20 to 25 business days. The other thing we get to do is not charge any lender fees. Of course, there's points should you want to buy the rate down below market, which is very common these days for those rates under 3%, but there's also no junk fees, no admin, no processing, no credit report. That's not how we treat customers. We like things to be very simple, very clean, extremely affordable because we're all about making you happy. Again, that's jwhfinance.com, your best direct mortgage lender. And this is Nick Green with Crypto Karma reminding you that this show is for educational purposes only. This is not investment or financial advice. It's been a great week. Looking forward to next time and hopefully talking about a higher price of Bitcoin above 42000 Remember, strike hard, strike fast. We are always moving at the speed of crypto. Be good to crypto and it will be good to you. Explore the cryptocurrency universe with Nick Green on Crypto Karma. Learn about Bitcoin and blockchain, Ethereum, Dogecoin and more. Buy and sell and trade and learn how to make some serious money with digital currency. And hear the podcast on Podbean.